0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Clock Dodgers? Listen, it is almost Thanksgiving time, and that means we have things to be thankful for, like football basketball daily fantasy sports sponsors who have been with you since day one like no halftime the daily fantasy sports app that sponsors this very podcast go now to no halftime.com do yourself a favor on your itunes store your android store download the no halftime app once you download it and you and you're registering yourself use the promo code clock 100 and they will actually match up to 100 dollars of your first deposit I promise you, this is an app you want to share with your friends, your family, your brothers, your sisters. I know they're your family. I'm just getting a little more specific. You want to share it with these people and play with these people. It's a, it's a player versus player daily fantasy sports app. No salary cap. You don't got to be some crazy genius whiz and get this perfect you know lineup together that you did through math and formulas and all this craziness. Just go and have fun. Win some money. Play for free. It doesn't matter. Clock 100 is the promo code. No halftime is the app. And they are the sponsor of the Clock Dodgers podcast since day one. Support them. Support the podcast. I love you guys.
1: Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with
0: do it. You game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not You are now locked in to the clock dodgers, podcast. clock dodgers podcast what's up clock dodgers so adam called out sick today on us he has the flu and you know certainly we hope that he feels better soon but the show must go on so even with adam you know announcing that he's out this week um due to the flu um you know we got to step up the, the team has to step up and so we do have a guest on the show today now don't get it twisted the guest is not a fill-in this isn't just some uh you know bench players stepping up for adam being out um the guest was actually scheduled to be on the whole time um so i do want to thank my guest connor aka the football matrix for coming on the show today for joining me for our week 11 podcast how are you doing tonight man
1: i'm doing well man thanks for having me on yeah, absolutely man you know
0: we planned this to be a, a trifecta today but adam you know caught the flu or, or whatever weird uh injury thing we got going here with him so we got to put him on the dl for the week you know
1: yeah of course
0: so um so we're you know we always do this during thursday night football um right now the saints and the panthers are playing it's been a kind of a one-sided game so far up until this point but it looks like you know the the saints are kind of moving the ball right now a little bit finally um but these games are always uh, a dangerous fantasy you know uh play as as me and you were talking about before we started recording right
1: yeah absolutely you know you don't really know what you're going to get right now because i mean the saints towards the panthers defense last uh, time they played earlier in the year and now they've scored three points and we're deep into the third nearing the fourth so uh pretty crazy
0: yeah, there's, there's not much to talk about yet on the Saints side of the ball. We know um, Ginn had a pretty nice touchdown earlier for the Panthers, yeah. which it's, it's weird to me because when I seen the play, it was like a really nice catch, and I was like, it's so crazy because this guy gets knocked nonstop for not being able to catch a football, and then he <laughs> makes a catch like that, and it just blows my mind. I'm like, I don't understand how this happens. <laughs> he's, always, yeah, I, he's always dropping so the ball, and then he makes a catch like that. It's like, what?
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, he, he could have established himself as like a really good player if he figured out how to catch the ball. But now it, maybe he's getting it together now. But I mean, that that catch was pretty awesome. I was very surprised. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, I, I sat a bunch of guys today. Um, I sat Ingram in a league where I could afford to. I did play Cam Newton because obviously it's Cam Newton. I don't have. A, I didn't really have any other options besides him when I have a guy like him. But, um, was there a guy? Do, you, do you, when it comes to these Thursday night games, do you? Typically, tend to sit guys, or do you not believe in that whole you know Thursday guy Thursday night guys tend to struggle? I mean, how how do you attack it typically?
1: Uh, you know, really really depends on the matchup. Um, Thursday night games, as we were talking about, are a little bit fluky, but I'm not scared to avoid it um, if the matchup is right. So, um, I mean, I played Drew Brees in a few leagues tonight, and obviously that isn't working out right now. But I mean, you can't judge it just on one game. But um, in general, I don't really avoid the matchup too much. Um, I, maybe I should have, I guess, tonight, but who knows?
0: Well, you never know. And plus, with guys like Drew Brees and stuff, they're explosive. You know what I mean? So it could be one yeah. quarter he can just go crazy. But I, I did forget to mention just so people know, because again, you're you haven't been on the show, you haven't been on the podcast yet before. So this is kind of a first time thing for you. Um, but a lot of people obviously know you and know your site and everything. Can you kind of just tell people a little bit of a background of yourself before we start jumping into everything else? Um, you know, tell them about your website, what you do, how, you know, how long you've been doing this for, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I run the website fantasyfootballmatrix.com. Um I've made it about two years ago, and what really made me want to do it was pretty much that I felt like I was seeing a lot of the same bland analysis from a lot of sites and a lot of analysts, and you know I wanted to give, provide different, different analysis on fantasy football, and I'd been really successful with it um, in a lot of other leagues that I played. I play a lot of like high stakes. Dynasty, Superflex, whatever it is, I like to diversify a little bit. Um, but basically, I just write up a lot of different articles uh, on the site. I have guest uh, guest writers as well, so it's been a great time. So,
0: so the site is kind of a catch-all as far as fantasy goes. There's not, you know, one thing you specialize in. You you do it all.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, we do DFS as well. You know, we have uh, a guest writer who's been on or has been writing the last few weeks, and you know, he's. Pulled in over twenty five grand in the last few weeks just by playing uh, daily fantasy. Wow! So yeah, you know he's he's been great to have on there. It's brought a lot of credibility. But yeah, we're really all all over the place, and um, I think it's worked out well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean I don't I don't know if anyone else listening has won twenty five thousand on there, but I sure has haven't won twenty five thousand on <laughs> on Daily Fantasy, so it's definitely someone to listen to. Um but, but you know, just even just skimming through your site if someone hasn't checked it out. I mean, obviously you guys know your stuff. Um, you know, you, you, you put your work in, it's not just some you know, fluff you guys throw up there just to get, you know, some clicks or something. So I highly suggest, you know, anybody to check out the site. Um, if you got to pause the podcast to go check it out, do it. If it's after the podcast, it doesn't matter. Um, but definitely check out, you know, uh, Connor's stuff there. And, and just really quick, before we even get even further into this, where can they follow you on Twitter and stuff?
1: At fantasy underscore matrix. And that's where I'm most active. You know, I'll I'll tweet out a lot of like stats and have threads there as well as like just my analysis on a game. So I think that's the main way to stay updated with the side and everything that's going on.
0: All right, cool. So, and and obviously, um, you know, we we are we doing we did a um a midseason draft, uh, which you were you know nice enough to invite me to, which is um, kind of how we connected recently. Um, so we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, as you know, we play a bunch of games on here and do other fantasy talks. So we'll we'll, we'll get to it though in the, into the you know the middle of the podcast here. But I do want to open up uh with a, a newer thing we've been doing lately, me and Adam. Um, we started this little, uh, game for real, Pharrell or no way Jose. Um, and basically, you know, I just kind of bring up topics, you know, hot topics, players that are, you know, being talked about a lot and, or, or just kind of recently and just kind of gauging whether we think, you know, this idea or this player is for real, or if it's just kind of something like, you know, we should be disregarding and kind of pushing off to the side. Um, so we're just, I'm just going to jump right into that to kind of get some of the hotter. Um, topics and names um, out there for Sounds people. Good. All right. So yep. um, the first um, the first topic that I think is pretty hot right now is Christian Michael. Obviously, so he gets cut from the Seahawks just out of you know out of nowhere as soon as yeah. you know Rawls becomes somewhat healthy. They say. Um, so the idea that you know the Green Bay Packers have picked him up. Um, obviously, Lacy's pretty much out for the season from what we understand. So it's kind of like James Starks and Montgomery playing there at running back. So. The idea of Christian Michael, you know, putting up numbers in Green Bay. Do you think that's for real, for real, or, or no way, Jose?
1: I'm gonna go no way, Jose. Here, um, I think that Starks has been a big part of their offense. Sub the one Lacy year that he just went off, or two Lacey years, but he's always been a big part of the offense. I don't really see Christine Michael being more than just like a early round or early uh, back who just runs the ball a little bit. Not really gonna be used much in. Uh, out of the backfield to catch the ball. So I'm not really buying into the hype.
0: See, you're with me, man. I've seen a lot of people, you know, I, I kind of went on a little mini tangent on Twitter because, you know, as soon as Green Bay signed him, people started going crazy and everyone's asking, you know, who should they cut for him? And, you know, is he the starter there? And I just think, you know, it's hard to trust a guy who, who just got cut like that, you know, after what he's even done in, in Seattle, which, you know, he, he, he was productive, you know, I mean, for the time that they were playing him. But it's just – When a guy gets cut like he does so much around the league, it's just hard to, you know, react that way. So, you know, some people get crazy and want to drop, you know, guys who are really usable for a guy like Christian Michael. And I think it's a little quick to jump to that gun. But certainly if you have roster space, it's okay to, you know, to pick them up and see what happens. But um, I'm big with you on James Starks. I think, you know, like you said, every time Lacey's gone down or they didn't have him for whatever reason, James Starks always seems to step up to the plate. So, exactly. I'm rolling with James Starks on that. So I agree with you on no way, Jose. For that, Um, the next one is Marcus Mariota. Rest of even season, season in fantasy here. Is this guy for real?
1: I think I think he's for real. You know, I, I like him as as a dual threat, and you know the the ability that he has to be able to rush is huge for quarterbacks. I mean, everyone, all the analysts talk about it, and I can't really be contrarian here. You know, I think runs the ball well and. You know, he has a lot of mis- misfits as weapons, I guess. You know, like, his wide receiving core is just a mishmash of... I don't even know what to call them, really, <laughs> just because... Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, I think I think he could be for real. You know, he's, he's really developing a lot, and I think uh, the rest of the season, I think he could be a, a good streamer. I wouldn't really rely on him exactly as your QB1, but, you know, there could definitely be plenty of weeks where he puts up numbers.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things where his team is always playing from behind. They're always losing games, and so he just you know, tends to air it out, tends to be running the ball around. Um, like you say, he does have kind of a, a weird group of wide receivers, but they do make big plays. You know what I mean? They score touchdowns. Um, so it works out. So I think we're both agreeing so far, man. We're both we're both for real for real on these so far. Um and, and like you said, maybe he'll be inconsistent, but he's been putting up some big numbers the last couple of weeks. So um yeah. for me it's just a guy he's scary to you know, if you're like when you're in the playoffs or something, like he's gonna be like the guy you put it all on. Like it's just scary to you know to go that route but certainly you know he's proved it so far these last couple of weeks that he's definitely you know hot fantasy wise um i don't know if you you know if you're a titans fan if you're like super jacked up or if it's just a fantasy thing but um definitely so far these last couple of weeks looking for real um a- another quarterback who i just seen an article i want to say it was on nfl.com i'm not sure i believe it was um and it's jay cutler and they were saying that he's lost the bears locker room do you think that's for real for real or, or no way
1: well, well, I'm I'm actually from Chicago, so I'm going to say that Jay Cutler lost the Bears locker room a long time ago. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Jay Cutler um he just doesn't really care about football and it's pretty obvious like in his face, you know. He just doesn't he doesn't really respond well to uh, any problems and he'll have he'll have a huge game like against the Vikings, you know, where he just played fantastic. And then he'll come out the next week, he gets hit a few times and he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. So um lost the lost locker room i think he's lost trust in pretty much everyone i think he's still a talented quarterback from arm wise and um his ability but you know up like mentally i don't think he really has what it takes so i mean i guess for real for real on this one
0: yeah that's funny so adam can't make it today and he's from chicago and you are filling in from chicago
1: that's (laughs) weird man
0: that's weird are you a bears fan too
1: Um, I actually, I used to live in Colorado. Um, so I'm a Broncos fan and I I watch all the Bears games because, you know, I mean, it's the only thing on TV, like consistently. And I, so I've pretty much watched every Bears game for probably the last, I don't know, 10 years or so.
0: (laughs) All right, cool. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I I, I agree with you. His head just doesn't seem like he's all the way in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's all the way in, but like you say, he does have hot games and then bad games, hot games, bad games. And if just just speaking of the two guys we're speaking of right now, Mariota and him is obviously a guy like Mariota is, you know, way better than Jay Cutler at this point. Um, yeah. A headline that I've seen today, I, I've seen it everywhere actually at this point. But um, Adrian Peterson, they're saying that he actually may return this season. Um, just and, and not even from a fantasy standpoint. I, I guess you could even look at it just from the NFL standpoint. Um, are you buying the idea that Adrian Peterson will return this season? I mean, do you think it's for real, for real, or, or no way, Jose?
1: Um, I'm going to go no way Jose, but it may come back to bite me because Adrian Peterson is a freak, man. Like that guy can recover from anything as fast as anyone in the world. Um, I mean, he did it with, with his ACL came back for rush for 2000 yards the season after. I mean, he's definitely, definitely getting older. And I think that's kind of where I, where I'm leaning towards is he didn't really look that good before he got injured. And I think that I, I don't think that he can come back now and do it again, but if he does, I mean... I guess I wouldn't be that surprised, but I'm not buying it right now.
0: Yeah, if he does it again, it's crazy, man. But it's one of those things where, for me at least, um, where I think it's for real, for real because – he's proved it once already it's it's like I can't doubt him now like he, he's done it too many times where he's had whether it was a suspension and he's gone for a while if it's an injury and he's gone for a season it's like how many times does a guy have to prove it to me that I have to eventually take notice and just say you know what no matter what the odds are against him I'm just gonna agree with it and believe it you know what I mean so, yeah, that's
1: to- that's totally fair, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens.
0: Yeah, so. but, I mean, fantasy-wise, I think it's irrelevant. I've seen a lot of people picking him up, I guess, as, like, a stash just in case. But um, I don't think fantasy-wise it's, it's a big deal. But um, just for the Vikings and for him and for his career, I, I think he can, you know, at least pull it off. The The last um, player that I wanted to mention in this segment here is uh, Ryan Matthews. I, I can't figure out what the coaches are doing, what they're saying. I can't figure out the riddle that they're trying to pull on us. Um, one, you know, for a few weeks, Ryan Matthews is our starter. Even when he's playing bad, he's our guy. And then the next second it sprolls, and then Ryan Matthews goes off. I mean, last week he was just like a yard short of like 140 yards, all purpose and like two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so, so Ryan Matthews, rest of the season, I mean, is he for real, for real or in no way, Jose?
1: Uh, I'm not buying the hype. You know, I've, I- I loved Ryan Matthews coming into the season because if you looked at the offensive coordinator uh, or Doug Peterson their head coach, and then what he did in Kansas City, you know, I really liked their running game, and I thought that they would utilize him a lot more. Um, the last few weeks, I think, I mean, I just don't think you can really trust him uh, as as a player consistently, especially with like the usage of Sproles, and then if they have any negative game script where they're throwing a lot, Matthews won't be the field, won't be on the field ever. Um, I saw a stat somewhere that someone. Uh, that he touched the ball. I think it was like 21 out of like 26 times he was on the field the other night. Like that's ridiculous. So he he wasn't even on like the field for 50% of the snaps when he got 140 all-purpose yards. So I'm not really buying it for the rest of the season. Yeah. A
0: little bit of a fluke game. So, um different different positions but we've mentioned mariota and matthews uh on a trust factor scale who who, who do you trust more rest of season just to, i know they're two different positions but just we both we, we mentioned how they both are kind of eh, you know the trust factor which one do you actually trust more though
1: i think i'm trusting mariota more
0: okay yeah that's fair um you know, and, and you mentioned the uh, the usage for Matthews last game. That's kind of been a trend recently. You know, for him that he's been very little usage. So um, that's probably yeah. the the concern in part with him for sure, more than anything. Um, so th- so those were some of the big headlines, players I've been hearing a lot, people asking a lot of questions about those guys. So I wanted to get that out of the way early um, to to get those people's uh, questions and stuff answered. But what I do want to talk about with you, and you know, it's a big reason why we were going to have you on the show in the first place, was that mid season draft that we did. So you know you you gathered up a bunch of you know great guys a lot of super knowledgeable guys um and we did a mid-season draft which took place i think it finished what uh before last week's games right it was yeah. finished yeah so so it's you know it was week around week 9 or 10ish or in between there and um you know it, it's interesting to me because things changed a lot from when we drafted originally in the beginning of the season to then um some guys you know, went way later. Some guys didn't get drafted at all because of injuries and stuff. Of course, um, some guys went way earlier. Um, guys that you didn't even draft in the beginning of the season, you know, were getting drafted high in this draft. Um, for for you personally, you know, what value do you have? Do you see in these kind of mid season drafts? Like, what what is it? What, what kind of value does it do for you personally? Um, like, say maybe that you can carry over into your next draft next season.
1: I thought it was really interesting to see. I guess. The whole like zero RB non-zero RB argument, and just kind of look at um, where people were drafted, and especially um, like running backs and wide versus wide receivers, because you look at how our draft it went: David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, Demarco Murray were the first four picks. So, to be honest, like I think the only pick that I would have changed here would have been Demarco Murray, and I probably would have picked AJ Green, who I picked at number five. But really. Like, I love all those three running backs. And if you can, I think the argument was never, if you can find a stud running back like this and you know it's going to produce, I think you should have no problem taking them here in the first few picks. But I guess overall it was a really good thought exercise, you know, of just looking to see where how you value players now and um, how they're going to be like going into next season, I guess. Because not a lot of their values are going to change too much besides, you know, a few players, maybe like Alshon Jeffrey, things like that
0: yeah so so you know I felt like for me like what I took away from it was that it it kind of reconfirmed that no one strategy that we all bought into at one point or another before the season started actually um, had to be done that way you know what I mean like you said yeah. zero running back um, you know me and Adam talked about it um, while we were doing the draft with you still um, and we mentioned how you know so many of those guys didn't live up to at least their draft um, spot. Same thing with the wide receivers. It all it it was kinda like almost even um with the way that, that, you know, turned out, at least with those first round guys or second round guys somewhere around there, first top first three rounds even. Um yeah. it, it was it was funny how that how that played out and then in, in this draft, obviously it kind of reflected that way. Um, were there any players that surprised you as far as like I mean, like really like stuck out to you that either went way higher than you thought they would in our midseason draft or way lower? Um, was there any like one or two players that really stuck out to you that you were like, wow, didn't you know, I didn't expect to see that.
1: I guess just like the transition of youth, it looks like, um, what is it? Uh, Adam took Melvin Gordon, you know, 111. I thought that was a little bit surprising. Um, I I mean, he's been great, but, you know, he seems like he's been super touch on dependent. I was a big advocate of him, you know, in the seventh, eighth round um, this year. You know, I I think I have a lot of shares of him right now. Probably 30% of my MFL tens. I have Melvin Gordon just because he seemed like he was due for some regression. But now I felt like it was a little bit aggressive taking him in the first round um, just because I think that he's going to be one of those guys next year who's overdrafted based on his point total. And, you know, if Danny Woodhead comes back, especially, too, next year, uh, if his if his ADP settles anywhere between the first and second round, I'm not going to be buying there. But I thought that was definitely an interesting pick.
0: Yeah. What, what, what one of the things that I found interesting was, like, you know, well, at least for me, um, in, in beginning of season drafts, regular, you know, regular drafts that we all take part in, um, a lot of the, you know, mid or later rounds, I kind of, I kind of just start shooting for sleepers and, you know, um, guys that I think, um, you know, may explode, may become way, you know, worth way more than their value. Um, in the mid-season draft, you don't really have that because we kind of already have an, a good idea of everybody and what they're going to be. Um, for the most part, at least a lot more than you know, you do in the beginning of the season. So I, I felt like I started, you know, kind of going for for younger guys or more steady guys as far as steady performers because I didn't, you know, I didn't go for guys that I thought like, okay, from here forward, this guy is just gonna explode on the scene. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I after like it felt like you know seventh round, eighth round, I felt like I was just I don't even know who I was picking. You know, I was just getting to the point where I was like, this guy has been either awful this year or like i hope for him to turn up or just um i mean pick a consistent guy like you were saying you know you pretty much had two options was just like hope for the best or just like pick someone who's consistently performed and i think that was probably a good strategy of you just to pick people who have done well um i'm just looking later rounds right now it doesn't really seem like yeah it's just kind of a lot of a whole lot of nothing so
0: yeah there's a bunch of kind of you know, average guys, you know, guys that don't shock you from week to week. That's kind of how it, you know, unfolded, like you said, towards the end. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was interesting to see all those running backs go at the very, very top because in most, at least in most drafts I took part in, it was wide receivers that went at the very top. Um, yeah. And, you know, Tom Brady went in the first round, which was kind of interesting, obviously. And, you know, beginning of season for us, nobody really drafted him in the first round because he was suspended. Um, so some things like that you know, change. I'm trying to look just myself really quick. Um, Obviously guys like Booker and stuff due to injuries um, were up there pretty high. Um, And it was rest of season, of course. So, you know, some people are only looking at that, obviously the back half, because that's all we're playing with. So you're not looking at, you know, schedule strength. You know, beginning of season and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it was it was definitely a, a fun exercise. I think it's definitely worth doing for anybody, um, not just for us crazy addicted people who are just looking for more. <laughs> I think there's actually something to take from it. You know, just a for your, for next season. I think there is something to learn from a mid season draft. Um, but again, yeah,
1: absolutely. There and there's uh there's actually I believe someone created a, a new Twitter account called like. ROS Leagues which is rest of the season leagues and basically they're running rest of season leagues for ten bucks 25 bucks and a hundred I'm not sure if those have closed yet, but if you want to get in on one of those. I know they're running them um, so those, It's a really it's a really interesting uh, thing to do
0: Yeah, absolutely and shout out to everybody in the league um, That's in there with us man. It's a lot of like I said a lot of a lot of cool guys um, We even had the uh, the, the Twitter group chat going and that's been pretty interesting to say the least (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) to say the least it's been interesting but definitely shout out to everybody in that um is 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 there anything else that you think we're not mentioning that definitely uh, that you that you took away from that the mid-season draft
1: yeah i guess not really besides like my team isn't doing so hot right now so i'm wishing (laughs) i could go back and uh remake a few of those picks but yeah Yeah, we'll see you know it's
0: yeah my roster hasn't been so hot either yet but Man, I'm banking. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm kind of, I got a lot of wide receivers, man, but I don't got a lot of running backs. So,
1: yeah, it's kind of how I went as well. You know, I went more wide receiver heavy, and none of them have panned out yet. So, not sitting too hot. But.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. And and you know, speaking speaking of you know your website and everything you guys specialize in, you did mention that you guys do do DFS. You do, you are. Um, you know, pretty familiar with the whole gambling and spreads and betting on all these things. Um, I'm not, I'm not as deep in it as you are. It sounds like, um, if you do you have some advice that you can give the cloud out because we as far as like spreads or or major dfs plays and stuff um we don't get into it too much on here me and adam typically i mean we we do no halftime which is a, a player versus player app um on daily fantasy sports app that we will still do even though adam's not here he did send me his his picks and stuff so i want to it'll be fun to talk about it with you but um yeah. j- just from your own you know your own advice and everything. Is there anything that you can give clock Dodger listeners as far as whether it's a spread, whether it's DFS plays? I mean, any, any, anything for that kind of insight since we don't normally touch on it too much here.
1: Yeah. I got a, f- a few spreads and uh, a few different DFS plays picked out for this week. You know, it's still early in the week. I'm um, still trying to, still a lot will change, you know, between now and now and Sunday. But as of now, like the first bet I like would be over 47 and a half in, between Detroit and Jacksonville. So you look at them, they're both bad defenses. And Detroit's offense has just been much better with Jim Bob Cooter since last season. And then while Bortles has played badly, I think he's going to find a lot of success against Detroit's secondary. You know, they haven't really been that good this year. Um, I see like a 28-21 type of game with potential 30-point upside for Detroit. Jacksonville's been allowing 26.6 points per game lately. You know, um, they just let up 24 points to Houston. Which is really bad yeah. because Brock Osweiler has been, yeah, very poor. So I really like the over in this game. I think it could be a shootout. Wouldn't surprise me for it to be around 50, 60 point total. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the first games I like. The next one, I think, um, this is still going riding on Houston. You know, Oakland minus six against Houston. So um, this game is, I don't know. I I mean, Carr has just been on fire, and Houston hasn't hasn't been able to score much, and their defense is so average. I think Oakland should keep keep running and i think having less than a touchdown on the spread is pretty generous so i'm going to take the points there for oakland and i yeah
0: i'm a raider fan man so i hope you're right um i hope you know Derek carr comes to town and smacks the texans around for david carr's brother man just you know gives him a a, a good lesson for letting his brother get sacked as many times as he did um in houston but i definitely um hope my raider It's it's monday night football too man so this is you know, the Raiders, a lot of people are, are high in my Raiders right now. So this is one of those things where if we don't perform here, one's going to be like, eh, we're not really, you know, it's typical old Raiders. But if we show out like we did against the Broncos, I feel good, man. I feel good.
1: Yeah, man, they, they killed my team, my Broncos. It was, it was heartbreaking, but, you know, I, they look really good and they look like they're the real deal. But uh, moving on from there, I got Miami one and a half. So I would consider myself kind of an Adam Gase truther. Um, I really like the system that he puts up. You know, he made Chicago look good before that, and I thought he was going to be awful coming into Chicago when he came in from Denver, because I thought he just rode Peyton Manning's coattails to, uh, you know, that historic season in 2013. But, you know, what he really did in Chicago is he made a huge difference, so that's why I, I kind of believed him in, believed in him in Miami, and, you know, they've been just been rolling the last few games. And then you look at the Rams, who are now starting Jared Goff for the first time, and Goff, you know, has, has been protected since he's been drafted. Like we don't even know what he's going to look like playing. If he wasn't ready for their for them to play, you know, like especially compared to Case Keenum, uh, I can't really expect much out of him. And I think that they could lose by a lot more than one and a half. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of people, you know, keep asking. You know, should I start Brit? Do I start Gurley? I'm like, listen i don't want to recommend anything (laughs) with them running golf out there like you don't we don't know what to expect like you said you know so um I, i definitely i definitely see what you're saying on that one
1: yeah and what is i saw the stat today saying that no number one overall pick that's a qb has won their first starting game since david Carr in 2002 wow yeah
0: i did not know that that is crazy
1: yeah, exactly. So, so, I, so I think that's all pretty interesting.
0: Point to no golf.
1: <laughs> yep, pretty much. So, so I, I think like this is seems like a pretty safe game to take Miami again. And just let them keep rolling. And then as far as DFS plays, I think you know I've I have three more plays of that and uh, a running back. I like Legarrette Blount a lot this week. Um, I think that the 49ers defense is historically bad. Like they they are right now allowing some of the most rushing yards to teams like. I think ever it was like in some of the last like 10 years it's it's been ridiculous so LeGarrette Blunt, I mean just gonna pile into the end zone a few times I don't think I don't think that it's even a question you need to start him and then next one Allen Robinson he's been kind of a disappointment this year up until the last three weeks where he's been the wide receiver three and Detroit secondaries I talked about earlier isn't very good so I think Robinson as long as he keeps getting that volume in, in a shootout I think he should be a very good play this week. And then last one here is a tight end, Zach Miller. So you look at Alshon's out, and Meredith and Cutler haven't really been on the same page. Like none of Meredith's production has really come from Cutler, besides that fluke Hail Mary that happened last week at halftime. That was ridiculous. (laughs) And then you look uh, who's left, and you see Eddie Royal or Zach Miller. And Zach Miller's playing against the Giants, who can't cover a tight end for life. So I like Zach Miller this week.
0: Okay, and quick question. You mentioned Blunt. Um, I know a lot of people. Um, you know, they, they they fear Deion Lewis coming back and, and James White a lot of play. Um, you know what you know. Um, owners of Lagarde Blunt, whether it's DFS or fantasy, shouldn't be concerned with whether Lewis comes back or not, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've just been riding Blunt, and I mean, there, it seems like Lewis has had a few setbacks. He was inactive last week, and he hasn't really he hasn't really shown that they're going to bring him back quite. Quite yet. I think that for the playoffs, they could bring him back, but that doesn't really matter for fantasy. Um, I think they could unleash him in the playoffs, but right now, I think they're just going to keep riding blunt and uh, keep making it work for them.
0: Yeah, and even if they start to utilize, you know, Deion Lewis or, or continue to use James White, it, it seems like it's two different positions at this point. I mean, it's not like one affects the other in that kind of way, Um regardless of how much Lewis or James White get used, Blunt still gets, you know, tons of carries, still gets goal line plays, so um, he's one of those guys, man. He's not, um, you know, he's not uh, all flashy and everything, and so a lot of people don't you know, typically he you know, turn towards him, but yeah. he always gets the job done, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well Garrett Blunt LeGarrette Blunt's just been uh been really good this year. He's been a great value pick, you know. Most people haven't really been in weren't really into him in the beginning of the year because they figured Lewis and all everything we just talked about, but you know they've they really just wanted to establish the run and uh, Bill Belichick's been been riding him a lot more than I even I expected. So so,
0: so in DFS, um, have you been? Are, are a lot of people starting to believe in him now? Is he getting used a lot more? Have you noticed that, or is it still you know people still aren't convinced?
1: You know he's a big like uh, I guess tournament play for DFS and he has been because you know he's a good contrarian playoff Brady because if Blunt runs in three touchdowns, it's pretty unlikely that Brady's going to run in three touch or uh, pass for three touchdowns. So. You're looking at like to pivot off Brady, basically. So, you know, he's been he's been kind of popular, but this week, you know, I've I've seen a lot of narratives that, you know, like Brady and Edelman grew up in California and all this stuff, you know, all that narrative stuff. So I'm still believing in Blunt, you know, Belichick likes to attack the weaknesses of of a defense and relentlessly. So I think this week it's just pretty obvious ride Blunt like 25 30 carries maybe gotcha
0: and, and i know it's super you know i know it's probably basic to, to many people or whatever but being that you play so much dfs and everything can, you, you mentioned he's a, a popular play in like tournaments and stuff um can, can, just for the, the people who are who still haven't um you know fully involved themselves in dfs they still just kind of old school still just playing regular leagues um but they're kind of you know Dipping their toes in, um, can can you just really quickly explain like the difference in setting up a tournament type roster and then just a smaller, um, you know, a smaller room type of you know roster? Can you just you don't have to yeah. go crazy into it, but just for the just kind of basic? Because a lot of people, I know, I know a lot of people. I feel like some people don't know what they're doing, or you know, they're kind of afraid to do it because they don't totally understand like that. There's a a system to it, sort of. Um, can you just kind of gr- you know glance over that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know. DFS isn't easy. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of research, but there's a lot of smart people that you can follow, whether it be on Twitter or listen to, and you know, they'll definitely help you out. But as far as the games go, you know, you have pretty much two options. You have a cash game, which is 50, 50. So there'll be 20 people and the top 10 take home double their money and 10 don't. And so that's, that's the safe way to do it. And that's what most people play and where you should put most of your money in. Usually like, five or six to one of whatever you're putting in should be in that because it's a lot safer. And then tournaments, it's pretty much just go big or go home. So you're looking at players like, you know, Ted Ginn tonight who caught that long touchdown, who probably very few people rostered him, but if you rostered him, you got a good, you know, some good points off of that long touchdown. So you're looking for the the big boom plays. And if all of them come together, you know, you're taking home A very hefty sum of uh, money so
0: so in those in those big boom plays in those big tournaments are you looking for like all big boom play guys or are you just looking for one or two um because i I know in the smaller ones you're playing you kind of play a little more safer right like just because you just have to beat a certain amount of people but when you're in those big tournaments are you kind of going for all big boomer bus plays or is it just kind of a mixture
1: um i would say it's more of a more of a mixture because um i mean there's some certain plays that you know or just going to score a touchdown so like last week you knew that david johnson was going to score at least a touchdown against the 49ers so it was like it's pretty tough to avoid him even though everyone was going to be on him um and so you know he's he's a safe play but if you're looking at like the big boom plays you got to mix a few of them in there that people aren't going to own you know just a little game theory um thing for like more advanced dfs stuff but you know it's definitely
0: gotta be a mix. Gotcha. And I I had one question. I I don't really, I haven't heard a lot of people ask this before, but it's just kind of something I've been thinking about. So you mentioned there's a lot of sites that give advice for this. Um, there there's pay sites even that that you pay for that give you advice. Um, do you think those ever hurt the people who are listening to them just because everyone who's reading it is doing that same thing? Like is there is there ever, like, a, is a downside to that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it is it good to take the advice but not necessarily the exact player that they're saying and kind of find something similar to that player?
1: You know, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's a, a scandal that just happened kind of of sorts with Roto Grinders. I'm not sure if you've heard the website, but it's it's a huge DFS website. They give a lot of advice, and basically the guy who took down a tournament, like, he won, I think he won the Million Maker, wrote writes articles for them every week and had his top 10 tournament plays and none of the plays that he recommended were in his winning Millionaire Maker lineup. Wow. So you can imagine how people who pay for this site were feeling. They were very upset, you know, and I would be too. If if I paid for that site, I I would be very pissed. But um, in that sense, yeah, I, I think I tend to side with people who give like more free advice, and there are some DFS people who pay who did a really good job, I'm not into the whole lineup selling thing, really. Yeah. I think that's kind of like a sham, you know. I'm not big into that, but yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as that goes, it it's it's definitely pretty interesting, and like it's it's a sketchy industry at times.
0: Yeah, it is. But like you said, man, it's, it's 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 definitely a challenge there, and that's what you know. Everyone wants that challenge and that chance for the big money, so it's fun. And if you do things right and you do things fair, it's all good. But of course, anything that has money like that is going to attract some shady people. Um, so, I appreciate you giving that advice, man. Like I said, that's not typical clock dodge advice that you guys will get from me. So, you know, thank you for bringing that on here because I may not just be as smart as you when it comes to that stuff, man. I think you got me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um what we do do though typically when adam's on the show um we have a sponsor called no halftime like i said it's a daily fancy sports app but it's not you don't draft whole teams you just draft you just do player versus player there's no salary cap or nothing like that and yeah. so me and adam um every 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 week here on the show basically you know we pick one quarterback one wide receiver one running back um one tight end and one flex play and then we just we've been you know tallying it up each week um, and he's got a, a pretty, pretty decent lead on me. Since he's not here, I'm not going to let him say what that lead is. <laughs> um, so he did send me in his players from his sickbed. Um, and so I'm going to say my pick and his pick. and I'm just going to get a little bit of a, um, you know, opinion from you as far as who you think has a better chance on each of these. Okay. Um, yep. And so, and, and of course, like I said, I know his picks before I make my pick. So we try to keep them you know close i'm not gonna like he's not gonna pick like a you know a lower quarterback i'm gonna go tom brady or something so um the the first uh the first quarterback the, the quarterback position he picked kaepernick okay so kaepernick's playing cool. um, new yeah. England this week correct um mm-hmm. so i actually picked the guy that we talked about earlier which is mariota so mariota for me versus his kaepernick um of course you don't know all the scoring it, it is non-ppr so it's just standard um, but yeah. uh, pretty, uh, everything else is pretty basic as far as the stats go. So who are you feeling on that one,
1: man? Uh, I'm going to side with you, you here. I like Mariota a lot. You know, Indy secondary isn't that good. They got Davis back, but, I mean, they're definitely susceptible. And then, you know, Kaepernick's definitely good. Um, they should be in a big deficit, and they should be playing from behind. But, you know, I, I'm looking for him more like the 15, 20-point max range. And then Mariota, you know, has the upside to put up 30-plus. So, I'm going to take Mario out of here. Yeah.
0: I try to keep it fair, though, man. I, you know, I think I, th- I think it was a pretty fair matchup because I was like, they are both been hot these last couple of weeks. They both carry the same kind of risks as far as, like, consistency-wise. So, um, yeah, I thought that would be a fun one. The next one, um, I took Starks, which is a guy we've been talking about earlier, and he took um, ProSize. So, again, it's non-PPR, Ooh. though. Um, so who who are you feeling in this matchup here?
1: Non-PPR?
0: Yeah. Um... And I mean, the, the big thing is, you know, Rawls might not even play this week. Um, or if he does, it's going to be very little. And with Michael out, I mean, I guess it's kind of just, you know, his team there for this week, if anything, at, at the best case scenario. But um, what do you think's got this one, man?
1: Yeah, I know we talked about how I like Starks, but I think I'm going to go with ProSize on this one. Um, I lo- love the way that he was utilized last week. And I think that even in standard leagues, you know, he's just going to rack up yards and touches. So. Um, I think I like size here.
0: All right, man. That's all right. I right. yeah. That's one for one so far. All right. Yeah. Um, for wide receiver, he picked a guy that I love, man. He picked Crowder. Um, Ooh. so I had to counter him. I actually went with a Raider Crabtree. So Crabtree versus Crowder. Houston is Crabtree's opponent and Crowder is playing, uh, damn, I can't think of the top of my head. Now Washington is playing. Who was Washington playing? Um, the uh, Packers. Packers, yeah, Packers. Who yep. secondary has been struggling a little bit lately. So, who do you think's got the edge there again, non
1: Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Crabtree here. I, th- I talked about how earlier how I liked Oakland um, in this game, and I think Oakland's gonna keep rolling. And I think Crabtree's a big part of that. You know, he's a big, he's their red zone guy. Amari Cooper doesn't really get targeted in the red zone that much. All of his touchdowns pretty much come from afar. And I think Carr may throw at least. At
0: least one touchdown uh to Crabtree. Gotcha. So I, I, so so in your book right now I'm up two one, man. Um the uh the tight end at the tight end position, I'm going with Bennett for New England. I feel really good about him. You know, it looks like Gronk's gonna be out unless he's you know even more super of a superhero than we thought he was. Um and he's got uh from Houston against the Raiders, which I think he did this on purpose because a lot of times on no halftime, I pick the tight end who's going against Oakland um, because they tend to give up touchdowns yeah. to tight ends. You know, So uh, I think he's trying to play me here and um, throw me off my game. But I went with Bennett with the high upside, knowing that Gronk's out. Um, who, who, who do you get the edge to here?
1: You know, when you said Bennett, I was very confident that I was going to pick anyone other than Bennett. But <laughs> because it's Fedorowicz, I'm going to have to go with Bennett. <laughs> you know, when, when Bennett played earlier in the season without Gronk, he was so disappointing in so many games and it was because they used him more as a blocking tight end. And I think it was, I saw something saying that he blocked 40% of the time when Gronk was out now compared to uh, like when he, Gronk played, he blocked like 10% of the time, something wow. like that.
0: That's a, pretty diff- and it, that's a pretty big jump.
1: Yeah. But, and then they just got their, they just got Solder back, I believe since then. So it's, um, you know, it. I think that Bennett should have a better week than he did when before Gronk was out. But um, you know, I would temper expectations a little bit than uh, getting that excited. And then for Fedorowicz, you know, I totally think it's fair to attack Oakland as far as the tight end goes. But you know, Bennett's got the edge here for me.
0: Gotcha. And in our flex play, um, Adam went with Chris Hogan. Um, So since he went with Hogan, I went with the wide receiver. I went with Sterling Shepard. So who do you think's got the edge there?
1: um i like i like hogan you know um in this probably in this one because hogan hogan's been brady's guy you know just in random situations and i think he has he's has a lot of upside there um you know san francisco is pretty bad just on defense as all we've talked about it a little bit but yeah i'm taking hogan here
0: man i have a lot of ground to cover up man and you, <laughs> you, i was hoping to sweep this week and you're not making me feel confident about that but it's okay i appreciate your <laughs> honesty but yeah man i I tell Adam listen, man, I'm just trying to make this interesting, so you know he he's trying to get w's I'm trying to make it interesting, so you know he gets he he gets me sometimes, but i I, I think it's good because you notice when when we pick these guys, we don't pick the obvious stuff, you know um we pick players who are kind of you know inconsistent sometimes or um they're the player that's hot you know been hot recently or the sometimes i tend to pick guys that a lot of people ask questions about because there's certain guys every week that people like everyone asks the same about the same guy you know um so i try. we try to go that way and it's been really fun and yeah he has a slight edge on me but um we'll see this week i i keep praying for my sweet man so um <laughs> we'll see if it happens this week or not and he tried to throw me off with the uh the tight end against oakland and so for that i despise him for this week but <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, I do want to. Um, we we do a couple of other um, stuff here. That's like rituals on the show. Um, Fowler no foul is the thing since day one that we've been we, we've been doing here. And so I'll, I'm gonna play Fowler no foul with you. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Basically, for anyone who is new to it, um, Fowler no foul is basically the game where we I make statements. Um, sometimes I get them submitted to me. Sometimes I just come up with them uh, from articles and stuff that I'm seeing around the the net and everything. Um, and what happens is. When I read the statement off, if you agree with the statement, it's a no foul. Um, But if you disagree with it, then it's a foul. So you good for that? Yep, I'm good. All right, let's jump into it then. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. So the the first statement now, and for these foul or no fouls, I mix them up. So some of them are football related, um, but others are just totally off the wall, like whatever I want to talk about. So um, the first one is we, we've seen a lot of this guy in the media lately making his statements, kind of ceding his job over to the rookie. But the statement itself is Tony Romo will not be a Cowboy next season, but will be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Foul or no foul?
1: No foul. I agree with that. I think he's going to be gone from the Cowboys, and I think he's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere else. Man,
0: do you think he'll be fantasy relevant for us then? Like, Really? So where, where totally, you, where, if totally if, if he's a starter on another team, and of course it depends on the team, and it depends on so many different things. But if he is a starter on another team in the NFL, I mean, where do you trust Tony Romo at this point, fantasy
1: wise? Fantasy wise, I don't. I don't trust him. But he has never really gotten that kind of volume that um, we like to see out of big fantasy quarterbacks. You know, he's always been around like 450, 500 attempts for a year. Where you look at Drew Brees and other quarterbacks, and you're getting six fifty, like tons of attempts. And you want a passing offense. So if he goes somewhere where they can pass a lot, not really sure where that would be at this point. Um, and that's kind of why I don't think he'll be fantasy relevant. But, you know, he he could be. I, I think he will be a starting quarterback somewhere yeah.
0: next year. I, I'm rooting for him, man. I, I, I only imagine how tough that, that little press conference he pulled, like how, how tough that was for him to oh, do. Oh, man, yeah. Because I, I gained a lot of respect for him after that because a lot of these situations where these happen, like the, the the guy who gets you know put to the side for the, for the moment, He doesn't speak up. He doesn't say nothing, and it creates this controversy, and it makes it tough on the starter, who you know, in this case, happens to be a rookie. So obviously, um, although he's proved a lot, though, man, the guy proved you know to be to be really uh, mentally sound, not just physically. But you know that kind of stuff messes with the team. It seems like a lot of times. So I thought it was pretty big that he came out and did that, obviously knowing that he wants to still be the starter. You know. Um, Oh yeah. But. It'll be interesting. Like you said, hope there, there's a lot of teams with some vacancies though at quarterback, the jets might have a vacancy, the Browns. Oh, yeah. um, so there's some interesting places where, you know, if he ends up, it will be pretty cool to see, but uh, I agree with you on that one, man. Um, the next one, and this is just something I was thinking about since the whole election just passed and, you know, Trump is our president now and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I had this question I thought was interesting. I just kind of spitballing here, but the, the, the statement is every American voters, Vote so my vote, your vote, um, can be bought. And so, about what? So, this is an interesting concept I'm thinking of here. So, every a lot of people are super into politics, some people don't care. Um, but for those who are like really into it and they have their you know their side that they're choosing or their candidate that they're choosing, do, do you think if you put like a price tag on it that everyone's vote can be purchased? And like, so like, say you said, Hey, I'm going to give you $10,000. You may not want me to be your candidate, but you're going to vote for me. I'll give you $10,000. Do you think every single person's vote can be bought? Foul or no foul?
1: Every single person's? No. So I'm going to go foul. But I would say a lot of people. Yeah. Probably including my own. If you're offering me (laughs) $10,000, I would probably take it just because, just because of electoral college system, you know, like if I'm, if I'm the one deciding between one candidate or another, then, yeah, sure, I'm, my vote can't be bought. But I realistically, I mean, I live in Illinois. It's a it's a blue state. It's going to be a blue state probably for a while. My vote doesn't really matter. I vote anyways, you know. So it's one of those things where if you want to buy my vote, then I'd probably do it. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just an interesting concept, man. I just thought about it because, like, you know, everyone, yeah, get, everyone gets everyone gets so nuts when the when the when politics comes around. I was just like, you know, how many people here that are so gung ho right now about a certain person can just slide them some money and everything changes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I was just thinking about that, and, and I, I, for some reason, I think most people do lean, you know, to what you're saying, man. Money is that thing that yeah. makes the world go round, man. So if someone, you know, slides you some greenbacks, you just kind of opinion doesn't matter anymore you just say it to <laughs> the vote's yours <laughs> oh man so i wanted to i wanted to throw that out there because i know some people are gonna be angry at me now you can't buy my vote but uh <laughs> it's it's a good idea. it's a funny yeah, idea. yeah i'm
1: selling selling out here on your podcast <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna be like, yeah, you're you're like hey sucks.
0: next next candidate just dump me some dollars you yeah. got me. You got <laughs> me. I'm sold. Let's turn this state red. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the uh, the next statement, um, Sammy Watkins will be completely irrelevant this entire fantasy season. Foul or no foul?
1: No foul. I, I don't think he's going to do anything. You know, he, it's tough to recover from that injury. And I, I just don't really see him being relevant um, coming, coming back, especially it's, since it's only the fantasy season, you know. Um, if somehow the Bills pulled it together and made a playoff run, then maybe in the playoffs. But, you know, it's it's tough to recover. And he already showed earlier in the season that he doesn't want to come back too soon from it. So I don't, I'm not a believer.
0: Gotcha. I'm, I'm on the same boat as you, man. I know if Adam was here right now, he'd say, no, he's going to make an impact. Adam bought every share of Watkins you could possibly buy. Oh, um, poor and, guy. You know, he's a big Watkins fan, man. So hopefully for Adam's sake it works out. But I don't know, man. I think me and you got this one right. I'm not feeling too good about him. Um, but there, uh, again, another guy that I've seen a lot of people because we're getting to that point where, and I ask this because we're getting to that point where if you, if you already have made the playoffs or you feel really good about making the playoffs, you start kind of looking for guys like this, where, you know, you can lose some of your, you know, your, um, whether you're handcuffing a guy or you have a, a second defense or a second kicker or you're, you know, a second quarterback. Um, a lot a lot of guys tend to drop those guys around this point or as we get closer here and they pick up guys like Watkins or Adrian Peterson or, you know, these crazy stashes that, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're just kind of rolling the dice on. So I wanted to see what, if, you know, if you were in my boat as far as uh, not really much of a believer in Watkins going forward.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really, if you have space and you got someone who's like, really droppable or out for the season you know i mean he's a very speculative speculative ad you know you can add him and figure why not if he produces great if not whatever but i wouldn't drop anyone important for him
0: gotcha gotcha i mean they they signed percy harvin man
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah right once they signed signed
0: percy harvin Watkins was done man you signed a guy that caliber you know what can you do
1: <laughs> taking his job for yeah sure.
0: exactly um all right another one i got here um physicist stephen Hawking said that humans have about a thousand years left on planet earth man before this thing goes bad and you know we need to have you know find a new habitat a new planet to, to you know to colonize um so foul or no foul on humans calling another planet home within a thousand years
1: um, no, no foul here either. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I, if you're, we're talking a thousand years, I'm going to take the under on that, man. Like Trump is now in office. He doesn't even believe in climate change. So <laughs> that's interesting. Like, you know, that just doesn't point towards good science towards our planet as well as, you know, like we're really just not doing good things for our planet. So, I mean, I, I totally think that's no foul, you know?
0: So the, so the planet's gone a thousand years and you think we got a new home, man.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, but I, I won't be around probably to to see it. So
0: hey, man, you never know. You <laughs> never know, man. You never know. You may we you may just take your conscience, man, and put you on a robot body, man. You, <laughs> you may be here. You may be like Bender from Futurama, man. You just be a uh, conscious inside the robot, and you're living on Mars or something, dude. I can see it. Who knows? You never know, man. Like you said, Trump's president. Anything is possible. I always, <laughs> I always said, man. Once Trump became president. It should, if more than anything, it should be a motivating factor for everybody that says, man, anything I believe, I can achieve. Because it's just, it's just craziness, man. The the last one I have here for you um, is ProSize overalls in PPR rest of season. Foul or no foul?
1: No foul, not PPR. It seems like they're running a new scheme. They love ProSize. They drafted him to be that, that pass catching back. No foul here.
0: Oh, that's not what I want to hear, man. I've been a Rawls truther since day one, man. Mini beast mode. They cut. C- re- they cut C he- Mike for a reason, man. Rawls is gonna tear it
1: up. I think he's great. Um, I think he's. I think he's a good player. I'm just not sure what type of usage they bring him back with with uh, pro size.
0: Yeah, and I hear you. They, but it looks like I. I feel like that offense can take both guys, make them both effective. Um, so they're interesting guys to have, you know, the rest of the season, um, whether they can do it like the Falcons were doing it with Freeman and Coleman and making everybody effective at the same time. We'll see, but um, definitely, definitely two guys who can really change things for some people, I think, you know, going into the fancy playoffs. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. So that's it for everything I have for you today, man. You've crushed it from top to bottom. You, you gave, the the people some awesome information I do like to let the guest um, you know th- throw a message out there so whether it's advice whether it's life advice fantasy advice women advice I mean whatever you want man uh, uh, just a message in general not advice um, the the floor is yours to just kind of speak to the clock dieters and, and and tell them something that you want to get out there man so the floor is yours man
1: I guess with the fantasy playoffs coming up uh, my advice is going to be just go big or go home you know, it's it's one of those things where if you don't win the next few weeks to get into the playoffs, or you don't win one game in the playoffs, you're not going to win anything, and that's what matters. It's about being in first. So you know, one of those: if you ain't first, you're last, and go big or go home. So, I
0: like it. I like it, man. You're a risk taker like me.
1: For, absolutely. Forget it,
0: man. If you if it's go big or go home, man. Forget second place. Forget third place. You're in your little money leagues. You're just trying to get your 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 fee back by getting third place. Screw all that, man. It's first place. Yeah, forget or no it. Place. Forget it. I like it, man. I like it, Connor. I like it. Um, we did good, man. We we managed to get through Adam's injury. We've we've made it to the end. <laughs> we've dropped tons of knowledge on these guys and we appreciate it. Again, I want to make sure that everybody knows, you know, where to find you, the website, the social media, who where to follow you at. Um, again, you know, I, I can't recommend, you know, your site, your site enough, you know, to follow you on Twitter. Um, but just let them know where they can find you and everything. So when they hit you know pause right now or delete once this episode's over they they go directly to finding you
1: yeah absolutely we got um follow me on twitter at fantasy underscore matrix as well as go online and go to fantasyfootballmatrix.com we'll have new articles we have new articles weekly so be sure to stay tuned
0: follow him bookmark the site thank you again my man for coming on you're welcome back anytime maybe next time adam will be here and actually show up Um, so we'll see, you know, and we'll do the trifecta, but again, man, I appreciate you for coming on, and you have a great night, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you, man. Later. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Shout out to Fantasy Matrix, Connor, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, man. Again, he wasn't no fill-in. He wasn't a fill-in. Matrix was here from the get-go. He was here as a guest for the show today, so don't even come at us with that bs matrix is the man go to his website fantasyfootballmatrix.com if you want some great insight and advice i know he told you his twitter but you may not write quick enough you may not type quick enough you may not add him quick enough on twitter so i'm going to say it one more time for you i'm going to do it a little bit slower so there's no excuse it's at fantasy f-a-n-t-a-s-y nothing fancy underscore matrix m-a-t-r-i-x follow him get great insight great advice good dude always responds to you if you have any questions about fantasy football dfs gambling whatever you want to call it he's your go-to guy i'm telling you the proof is in the pudding my friends thank you again to connor for coming on the show really appreciate it Shout out to Adam again, who couldn't make it this week because he has a flu or, or something that we wanted him to get some rest. We didn't want to come on here hacking away, coughing, throwing up. We didn't want him to be like, you know, throwing up on the show. I don't know if you guys wanted to hear that in your ears. Um, so we retired Adam for the night. He will be back next week. We will have a, an episode. I know. Next week is Thanksgiving for you guys, but we're going to try to record an episode on maybe Monday or Tuesday, um, that way we can get it out to you while you're you know, enjoying your Thanksgiving with your family. You just slide the earbud in your ear, and you start listening to the show, or matter of fact, just put it on Bluetooth and play it out loud for the whole house full of people. Clock Dodgers podcast on Thanksgiving for your whole family is definitely the go-to move. Anyway, guys, enjoy week 11 football you know what to do. ClockDodgers.com is the site you want to go to right now for streaming information at the quarterback, tight end, defense. That's where you're going to go for that. If you want to see the NFL split 10, which of course you want to see the NFL split 10, because you want to see if your team is a bunch of losers and they're in the bottom five or creeping up on the bottom five, or you want to see if they're like the Raiders and they're like top five or, or pushing into that category. It's not an article you want to miss. It's a power rankings like you've never seen it before. I know you're used to your old fashioned, old schooly power rankings, one through thirty two or thirty two and every whatever about whatever, whatever sports you're looking at, however many teams they got. You know you're looking at that old schooly stuff, but we got that new school flavor for you. NFL split tens. Check it out every single week at ClockDodgers.com. Of course, go there for all kinds of content besides fantasy stuff. And if you're interested in contributing at I'm the guy you want to hit up at clockdaughters on Twitter, Instagram, or you can just email me clockdaughters at gmail.com and we can get it talking about that. Um, yes, of course, always be on the lookout for new podcasts, 15 minute podcasts, first glance episodes, all the different stuff that we're doing for you. Please, if you're listening to this now, if you're not already subscribed and you're just streaming these episodes or something, that's cool. We appreciate it. We love you just like like we love everybody here. But if you can, It would mean so much to us if you just hit that little button that says subscribe. That'd be awesome. If you want to go a step above, you would even review the episode. That'd be awesome as well. Keep an eye out for different contests, different giveaways, um, shirts, um, wristbands, all different kinds of stuff that I want you guys to be involved with. I want my Clock Dodgers, my family to get this cool stuff. Let's make this thing bigger, and better every single time. As always, guys, have a fantastic day, a fantastic week, a fantastic minute, fantastic hour, fantastic everything. Thanksgiving is coming up. You guys have a great holiday if you don't hear from me before then, but if you download the next episode before Thanksgiving, you will hear from me again, and I will tell you happy Thanksgiving again. I'm just telling you now, in case you're one of the slackers who, who won't get to the next episode before Thanksgiving, which is cool. It's cool, man. Whatever floats your boat. It happens. You know what I mean? But again, guys, shout out to Matrix, a.k.a. Connor. Why am I saying Connor as the a.k.a.? It's actually Connor, a.k.a. Matrix. You know, he's known to his family and friends as Connor. Connor him Matrix like that's his name or something. The fantasy Matrix. Check that site out. You guys have a great day. Later. Visit ClockDodgers.com
1: for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.